Hello. Welcome again to another episode on Talk Architecture Podcast. I'm your host, Naziati Mohamed Yaqub. And we are still on the topic of design problems, but we're going to revisit this diagram that was introduced in the first episode of Talk Architecture. Um, it's in the thumbnail, and you could also click on designthesis.wordpress.com to look at this or to read on it. Um, this is a curriculum for the design thesis, which I eventually um, talk about it for any design studio curriculum, even the first year. It just shows all the processes. And some of the processes, as I said earlier, in the design problem part one, uh, when I talk about a house for first-year students, um, the house design for first-year student compared to a house design for the design thesis student, and how the first-year student don't have to find the site, but the uh, design thesis student would have to find the site for the house, and how vertically you can go very deeply into the house design with so many aspects. Um, and, well, reflecting on this diagram, I called it... Yeah, I call it the the design process diagram. It's under the design process and architecture studio curriculum. The first four stages, if we were to listen to my last part two explanation on design process with campus design or any design thesis project, it's best to do it in a group that you go to a site, a big enough area, neighborhood, like we used to do it in Kampong Krinchi, Kampong Baru, or um, Bukit Selon, or um, what do you call it, uh, Petaling Jaya Old Town, there's some of those areas. And then we did one for the University Malaya campus design. So as a group, you go and visit the site with a design brief, and you can add things to the design brief, including the client's brief, and then you do a site visit and site analysis, and you research on the program to do with the client, to do with the, to do with the organization, to do with case studies of similar buildings, and so on. And at the site analysis, you do some observation, data collection, um, when you visited the site and then you do site analysis, which is the observational data and interview data with the client. And then that goes to the second part of the process, which is site planning, design strategy, and schematic design, which is the interpretation of the design brief and continuous. <laughs> Excuse me. Continuity of the um, the beginning with the design process, and 
Um, then you have the third phase, which is the design development, detailed design and special studies. And of course, the last phase is the production drawings and presentation. So that's sort of a linear way of looking at it. But of course, it's, it has a lot of feedback loops from the studio crit or the group crit and interim and consultant crit or the expert crit and the desk crit with the tutors and the final crit. So sort of this diagram is, is linear in a way that I mentioned an assessment in the form, uh, what do you call it, formative assessment, which is um, those feedback loops. Um, as I explained, the difference between architecture design problem and engineering design problem is that for architecture design problem, it has a lot of conti uh, a lot of feedback loops in the interim crits and the desk crits and all those other crits. So now. When we talk about the design problem for the design thesis, this diagram was meant for the design thesis, but for other courses like a third year, second year, or first year, um, you will end up with production drawings and presentations still, but there'll be sh there'll be less of some of these, like maybe um, the site visit analysis. Is quicker, not much expectation with regard to the justification of the project, or that the design problem is one, two, or three design problems, and the, the, the site is already given, and a lot of guidance has been given to the program, and who's the client, or what are the themes, and then they go straight into schematic design and then develop it. And then sometimes there's not much expectation with regard to detailed design, depending. So still there are some of these elements uh, in all this, um, besides the design thesis, there are these elements in the other architecture design studio curriculum. So here we have the issue of the design problem. So the design problems, as mentioned in part two and now in part three, if you have a first year project, the design problem needs to only be one because they were only able to concentrate on one design problem. And everything about the idea of designing a house for an elderly couple, which I mentioned earlier. Okay, let's say we give a different topic. Designing a house for an artist. In the second year, you have designing a house and a studio workshop for the artist or the sculpturer. So, and, you know, in the second year, you have it not only that, you also have it in only interior design, which is like in a shop house. It's like in, it's like a terrace or a link and um, building type without any views. So to have views, it will help in the sense that for the first year to have views, just say you're thinking about the Villa Rotunda at, uh, by Palladio or something where you have all four views, north, south, east, and west. And then, then how you want to design the fenestration on the east and the west may be different. 
uh, if you're in a tropical country or if you're in a cold climate, it will be different in the way you design it. Where is the south-facing entrance or west-facing or east-facing? That is depending on the church, obviously. I mean, looking at the building type. So, so you already put the guidance in for the student. You're saying, okay, best that you dis you enter from this side, or you have a choice of entering from this side or that side. So the students get get a bit uh, excited. Oh, which side? Then they start thinking about which side to enter from. Or you can say, no, you only enter from this side, from the roadside, and then you exit also the roadside. So the student already is clear to them what they have to do with regard to designing a house for an artist with a studio workshop. And all they need to do is browse or search for that, those issues pertaining to designing a house for an artist. And you have a house, which is, you have the bedroom and the dining and all that, and you have the views. So five weeks project or six weeks project, depending on whether you want the student to have the extra time for production, drawings and presentation. Or it's just whether you want the student to have more time to think or give them more time to observe, more time to go back to the site and find inspiration from. So, but it's still one design problem. That at the end of the day, why is it one design problem? The expectations of the assessors at the end of the day, when they produce the drawings, they expect only one thing. They don't expect several things. So the expectation of the tutor during the development process, when the student have the feedback sessions or the crits, is only to do with one design problem. Have you sorted out the circulation? Have you thought about how the, the what is the, um, what do you call the, the relationship between the workplace, workspace and the living spaces or the spaces where they have the house? Is there a different a sort of sense of transition between that space and that space. So it's all about those issues that are straightforward. You know, the design problem doesn't have to be to be too many. And one drawing could encapsulate the design problem. Maybe you'd say it's important to work on the plan and the section together and the interior of it. Or it is important to work on how the the sun facing, um, you know, in the tropical climate, sun facing, you need to have a lot of, uh, you need to get rid of the sun from inside because it's going to be hot and you don't want to have air conditioning. Or if the sun is gentle, you'd want some of it. And how are you going to filter it in? But in the cold climate, it'll be different. Obviously, you want to go and capture the sun and the heat and make it like a conservatory. So, so in a living or habitat sort of um, space, you, how you address the sun or the wind for some, for in tropical climate, the wind could be a very useful device to uh, cool the air inside or how the use of nature 
could assist as well in getting some sort of character or identity to that place. When you talk about character and identity, that's part of the theory uh, of architecture that you have given to the students of architecture with that one design problem and how they could um, inspire from that or use that in the, for the for the ideas and concepts. There's only one concept actually, uh, which is just the design, the concept that suits the design problem. But there's several concepts in terms of uh, spaces that you could, the students could deal with. So all all, you want a typical student, not the best student, but the typical student um, who would do the work necessary to produce a credible piece of architecture design at the end of it. Architecture design exercise with no excuses and no copying. And um, this, the whole thing, the tutoring and the way that we get the students to be concentrating on design problem and be happy and satisfied about it at the end of the project is the goal. It is a, an intellectual exercise uh, in which we are grooming, we are training students to one day have the skills, enough skills for them to be a tutor or to be an architect one day. So this is similar design, design problems I use in all these projects. And uh, obviously design problem, as I defined it just now, is the expectation at the end of the day. So if you have expectations that is not in line with the curriculum, um, that is wrong. That has to be sorted out in the School of Architecture between the all the tutors that we agree that the expectations at the end of the day for this curriculum is this. The design problem is so and so and so. So when we when we talk about expectations, we can't be emotional or we can't be we can't uh, you know um be comforted by what we know. We need to have a common uh, way to discuss it, how to communicate what a design problem is. So to be intelligent about it, to be uh, professional about it, we must agree on those things. And, um, and we interpret, I mean, these, if there is a, Board of Architects suggests so-and-so, and we we need to interpret what the guidelines of the Board of Architects is suggesting within our, with, with ourselves. And if we can't agree with that, then it will be superficial, it will be detrimental to the health of the School of Architecture. I mean, the leadership is necessary to be able to um, allow or not for certain indiscretions. But actually, it's not indiscretion, but it's um, uh, 
interpretation of other guidelines in curriculum. But schools of architecture have the freedom to be confident about their curriculum and saying that is the right way to do it. You gotta celebrate the innovation or development of the School of Architecture. And if it's a good thing, it should be celebrated. It should be something that you're proud of as a School of Architecture. Now I got, this is something about site tracking a bit. It's not to do with the design problem per se, but there was an insight that I got from social media that, um, yeah, somebody who um, advised people in the corporate world or people who are in leadership positions in organizations um, that, you know, if you want to say, um, if you're defining success or if you're defining um, the, su the success of the organization, uh, there have been movies that show teams treating each other as family, banter, being best friends with each other, right? Like a family or, you know, a situation like everybody's happy with everybody is the best way to go about an organization. But he criticizes that way and say that the best way is to, you don't have to be best friends with each other in an organization. You may be very private and, you know, in fact, you don't even have to have a WhatsApp group for the organization. But everybody understand their own roles in that organization. And success is defined by everybody understanding their own roles and doing their job. And those incremental successes lead to the bigger success. So reject these words like, let's be a family together. Let's be best friends together. Colleagues should be friends. No, don't have to be friends. Just need, I mean, just be acquaintance. Just respect each other that you're doing your job and I'm doing my job. And, then you can, that's the basis of it all, and agree how to bring the School of Architecture forward is to be able to communicate with each, about, each other better about the successes that we want, the goals that we want, or the successes for the school, and the role that we play, each other has their role to be played. So the breakdown in an organization is when they just smooth over the problems, the breakdown in communication, and um, just disagree or disregard individuals' concern, especially if there's a legitimate way of wanting to be successful. At the end of the day, a school of architecture or any organization wants to be successful, but should not be fake about it, should be real successes, in which the students of architecture also feel the success of the school. 
So be critical about it in this way when you think about your organization. And people are hearing this discourse. So obviously people who are um, in schools of architecture, many probably are lecturers, some architects were interested in architecture education. And yes, when I start talking this in terms of the um, School of Architecture, I would also like to talk about architecture companies, uh, which for many years I've also been involved with architecture companies. And everybody knowing their role professionally and just doing their job, and understand what they have to do. I have seen where I worked, um, the, two, the the few companies that I work in, they're all like that. They are quite, quite clear about that. They have no, um, no funny ideas of creating a family or everybody have to be best friends. They know that you just got to get the job done and show for it. And then those successes will help to gain more contracts or more um, projects in the future. So, though, um, to me, uh, any organization which is focused on getting the, the people that work in the organization to be able to communicate with each other is the best. They don't have to communicate too much, you know. They know their role and they say, okay, I'm doing this. I'm trying to get to this goal. Okay, fine. And then, um, yes, I'm, you know, have trust. Uh, like the leader is the first person who have to to walk, walk towards the other person. They say, I trust you. You're going to do this. And things can be sorted out earlier on so that there'll be less of a communication breakdown. At the end of the day, it's about success. And not people don't want to bring a university down individually. And they're always thinking about the university or the organization to be successful. So, yeah. That is all for now. Thank you for listening this long and uh, take care and have a good day.